everyone. My name is Roshana Bide, and I am here with two incredible directors of an upcoming movie, Unspoken Souls. They have joined us here on All About Elephants to talk about their upcoming movie and a crowdfunding. Uh, and before we get into it, I want to just comment that you can find their movie, Unspoken Souls, at unspokensoulsmovie.com or on Instagram, Asian Elephants Movie. And you're gonna be hearing all about this incredible movie from the directors themselves, Ho and Mieko. They're joining us from Thailand and Tokyo. Exciting news uh, coming up on November 16th, Ko and Mieko. Welcome to the show. November 16th is when you're gonna be crowdfunding. We are so delighted to have you both. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shoshana. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you have quite a lot to share about this movie. Uh, let's talk about it. This is very much a story about the realities of the tourist industry, specifically around elephants, and also messages around innovative problem-solving, community, and some hope. Um, so let's talk first about the elephants, and then we'll get into the movie itself. Tell us about the situation of elephants uh, in Thailand today. Mm -hmm. um, hi, uh, my name is Mieko from Thailand, and then I'm um, a co-director of this movie, uh, Unspoken Souls. And uh, thank you so much uh, today to invite us, and I am very excited to, to, to talk about uh, the movie and the situation. So then, first of all, let me talk about um, the elephant in Thailand. Um, we have um, the two types of elephant here, Asian elephant, but one is wild elephant. And then the number of wild elephant is estimated about 1,000 uh, wild elephant. And then another one is a captive elephant. Uh, the number is around 3,800 currently. And then um, they, they are mainly working uh, for tourism industry. And um, they, uh, they, because of the, before they used to, uh, in uh, uh, 20th, 20th century, until late 20th century, they used to work for logging uh, and then or transportation in long time ago. But and then after after the logging was banned by the Thai government, they lost the job and then also their caretaker lost the job, captive elephant and a caretaker. So then they were shifted to um, tourism industry. And then most of 3,800 uh, captive elephants, they are working for tourism industry now. And then, and then but that tourism, in, tourism industry was uh, impacted so much uh, by the COVID uh, pandemic. To, uh, that, but now, uh, yes, this year, mid of this year, the, the Thai, uh, Thai opened their gate to the tourists. So then uh, tourists is coming back and then elephant and then also uh, their caretaker, we call Mahout in Thai. They are getting income uh, more and uh, the little by little, not, not, not more and more, <laughs> little by little. Yeah. And the, the situation, in terms of the situation, it's getting uh, better slowly. Yeah, so th that those numbers are pretty staggering and important. So 1,000 wild elephants and almost four times that are in captivity, 3,800. And those are approximate numbers as well. And you mentioned, Mieko, that the pandemic impacted, well, not only did these used to be logging elephants back in the day that are now tourists uh, working in tourist camps, the pandemic 
impacted tourism yeah. and it feels like a lot of the movie um is about that impact so we're going to talk about that um in a moment but you also mentioned the caretakers can you talk a little bit about who the caretakers are and who owns mm -hmm. these developments um the yes uh but one thing that i have to tell this is they are getting uh um the situation is getting um, a little bit uh, the slowly better but mm. the issue is some elephant camp keep entertainment style and then some are uh, they're transforming to ethical style so this is the situation and then of the elephant camp yeah that's a really good distinction that's a really good distinction so whereas i may have assumed that all of those captive elephants are performing or entertaining it mm -hmm. sounds like some are actually still captive but in ethical sanctuary yeah they are now they are now um the some of them uh, let's say in northern thailand i heard i i interviewed and i heard around 70% of the elephant uh the let's say elephant the, the elephant camp they mm. are already uh moved to change to the esco style but whole country we don't know how many and then it, i interviewed but uh, there is no record so but they mm. are now moving uh to the ethical style so it is mm -hmm. good sign but still need a time yeah well and hopefully the movie also shows some of the lives yeah. of lives of these elephants in ethical yeah. sanctuaries and i know that some of these owners are starting to i i believe some of these owners are starting to agree that it's better for the elephants and their livelihoods are now they're learning new skills so hopefully i think we'll be able to talk about that yeah as part of as part of the movie um, and what you share, and so talk about your both of your backgrounds. How did you come to make this movie and get involved? Okay, cool. Or, or me? Uh, okay, uh, I, I can start. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just wanted to also say uh, it's a pleasure to be here. So thank you, Roshana, for inviting us today, and uh, we're also really excited to talk to you. Yes, likewise. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm Ko. I'm the assistant director of Unspoken Souls. Um, Actually, I am Mieko's son, so this is uh, Unspoken Souls is a bit of a family production, um, so that's quite interesting. Um, but um, I joined the project earlier this year, roughly four months ago, uh, and I knew about the project uh, from last year. Um, and I actually was working in Amsterdam for the past year in a media production company and an independent magazine. Uh, but after hearing about the project and due to sort of conditions in Europe, um, I returned and uh, really the project um, and the story itself uh, pulled me in. And so I hopped on board um, and yeah, just sort of helped out with anything that I could. Uh, so I'm also learning as well, but I'm, I've been trying to help with the production of the film, helping uh, to narrow down the, the narratives. And also really, I think, um, deepen the story as we continue to, to film and to explore what there is the, within uh, the elephant tourism industry that uh, we're making the film about. So that's me. Younger start. Okay. Uh, I used to work in the, in the, um, uh, as, as an independent journalist before. Uh, and then we uh, moved uh, to Thailand. We are Japanese and we used to work in Tokyo, based in Tokyo. And then uh, we used uh, we we moved here in 2004 when that young guy Ko 
was around <laughs> just five years uh, five year old five years old and then we started uh, the the video production uh since 2004 and then from the beginning we are quite interested in the elephant because it's a uh, the giant and then but uh, gentle and uh, but we did not know about the historical background then uh we met uh um the lek can i tell that story please okay. do yes please do yeah uh we met lek uh the international animal rights activist and then she is a protagonist of our uh, film we met her 2009 uh for the interview of the Jap for the japanese media then i found uh through her i i access the history uh, the, the story behind uh, uh, the elephant tourism tourism which is abuse and then i was so shocked then um uh we follow up sometimes uh, her activities for japanese tvs but in a small scale and then we re um, the from the beginning uh, from the first time uh, when we met her i really um interested in her her how can i say uh, another face her another face uh, of mm -hmm. uh, from the international um animal activist because she was already um known in a elephant you know elephant uh, uh so a community then um i questioned why she she was so passionate to save elephant and then what uh, what is the roots that's kind of things i was very interested in but but we did not have a chance to to explore this so much and then pandemic came and then mm -hmm. we are stuck in chennai to be honest we are stuck and then our regular uh, the contract with the media uh, put on halt and then it was a very difficult situation for us but we thought this difficult situation we can turn to the uh, the positive one which means that we have time and then we have a good access to because we are living in the same city and then from our place to uh, Lake's Elephant Sanctuary is one hour drive. So then we thought it is a good time for us to spend more time our own project. Then we talked to Lake uh, 2000, uh, 2021, the beginning, and they proposed this idea and then she was quite interested in and then she said, you can come anytime and then you can film. So, so then we got a permission. It, we are quite lucky because um, yeah. by by then there is uh, there are no tourists. So then we could access uh, without thinking of the disturbing tourists, you know, because we have to respect tourists also when we we film. So right. yeah, it's it's how we started this this project. So this this sounds like the pandemic hit. That impacted the elephant tourism. Lek, of course, anyone, many of us who look at animal activism and elephants in particular, we follow Lek. We know Lek. Mm -hmm. We get to, we've gotten to know the elephants as well. Um, and it sounds like you also um, had the opportunity to make the best of the pandemic by really getting to spend time and and having access 
to Lex Sanctuary and the work that she's doing, um, which is incredible. And so I want to talk now a little bit about the film and what the film is about. And I'd like to remind those that are listening that crowdfunding for this film opens on November 16th, 2022. This is an incredible opportunity for us to hear from the directors about the film. So Mieko and Co. talk about the film. It brings together several elements together. There's, you know, exploitation, of course, of the elephants. There's also themes of exploitation of people and nature. Talk about how those work together and how those are considered in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah thank you for that question. Um, so initially when the production started, really the the vision was to create a film about like about the elephant tourism industry. And so at that time, really the focus and what was on our mind was just Lek and the elephants and captive elephants obviously. Um but as we progressed to film Lek, as we progressed to go to the locations and conduct interviews with people around Lek and the people Lek was working with. So these are, you know, the elephant camp owners, the mahouts, um, and people, everyone involved within the industry. What we began to really see was that this was just the surface. The captive elephants and the elephant tourism industry is really just the surface. And so what is behind that? What is, what is supporting that industry was then the next question. And what was what was sort of figured out from the interviews and from filming was that actually this is also about the ethnic minorities in Thailand and the history of ethnic minorities, which is inherently related to elephants in Thailand and also just in Southeast Asia. Ethnic minorities have always been close to captive elephants. They've, they're the ones who domesticated these elephants and they have a very long history in terms of how these elephants were utilized within the more ancient civilizations. Um, and so what we realized was, was that it was not just a story about the exploitation of captive elephants. It was actually also the exploitation of the ethnic minorities who are the caretakers, often the caretakers of these captive elephants. And this really relates to a very complex issue, a political issue about um, the oppression of ethnic minorities as in in any country. And that's the case here within the elephant tourism industry, within Thailand, within Southeast Asia. But then the next layer to this, especially which was contingent to the pandemic, which was contingent to, again, the elephant tourism camps, you know, losing all revenue because there's no tourists. And so these elephant caretakers and the elephants have to go back to their uh, homelands, with this, which is often in the rural mountains. And when they would go back, when they would return, what they find is that there is no longer a forest that these elephants can return to. Uh, this is often the case, not all the time, but this is oh. often the case. Yes. So, so, so then what was the question because of the pandemic was that, okay, why is this happening? And this is about then about economic development. It is about deforestation. It's about agricultural development. Things that are tied, of course, not just to Thailand, but anywhere in the world where, you know, an economy is trying to grow. So from, from really asking ourselves what the next question is, what we figured was, again, that, that it was a multi, multi-layered story about, first about captive elephants, the elephant tourism industry, and LEC as a guide 
throughout this entire uh, story. And then it was about ethnic minorities. Lek herself is an ethnic minority. She's from the Kamu ethnic tribe. And uh, then it just went down to deforestation and nature and the state of nature within just Thailand. But of course, at this point, now the themes are, you know, universal. And that's when we realized, wow, okay, we thought this was a local and niche story. But in truth, this is actually a global phenomenon that's going on. And if you take the equation of elephants to a more generic subject of animals, if you take the question of, of ethnic minorities to people who are being exploited, and of course, nature that is being exploited, then this is no longer just a story that, that you know, is about Thailand. This is a, this is a global story. Um, and that's where... That's that's what we realized uh, in the last yeah coming last few months where things were really becoming to be uh, developed from a narrative perspective and we realized the the potential of this film and thus of course our desire to bring this film to the world to everyone uh, who is interested really really uh, strengthened and heightened. That that sounds like you've had the oper- you had a real great opportunity to stay open to seeing what some of the issues were and this deforestation realization certainly surprised me as I hear you talk about it. Um, so this exploitation of the animals, the people and nature, those are absolutely relatable globally. So this is an incredibly absolutely. important film. Yeah. This is an incredibly important film. Uh, I'd like to ask um, what, and, you know, I was surprised hearing about the, very expansive scope of how this movie will inf- impact people who watch it. What will, su- what might surprise viewers when they watch the film or some surprises that you came across? Mm. Right. Uh, yeah. Can I, can Go I ahead. tell this one? Yeah. yeah. Actually I was also, this is, I, I really would like to share uh, with our uh, film. I was during um, the filming, we are carry on now, uh, still now, but what I was surprised and then what I was shocked was when we saw the defo- the reality of deforestation with elephant. And then um, as Ko um, told you, that's as the, during the pandemic, um, they had to go back to their own village with the uh, ethnic minority owners. And then the long time ago, they had a forest uh, just next to the village, but now uh, they don't have a forest. So then they have to uh, walk 20 kilo to go to the forest, to stay over there. And then, so not every day after the events, and then most of the time, Mahout and then uh, uh, the caretaker and then elephant have to stay in the forest very far from the village. And then when we saw it, and then we we filmed when they are walking uh, um, the the you know the to the forest and then i questioned myself is it thailand or is it we are in egypt it's like a the yeah they are like a camel walking in the desert and then i i was so shocked and then this is it's not every places but some places like this and then we thought this is we have we had to show and then we have to show that let's say um that um the elephant and then um the leg she is like uh, they are like uh, we can see 
this kind of reality of the global issue uh, through their lens. And then they are the lens for the viewers. Mm -hmm. And then they, um, we thought um, the pandemic is a trigger to reveal this. And then, but not just a vague, but through elephant, captive elephant. And then those kind of the, and then, but the not sad scene, but also very, how can I say, very small community of um, the uh, ethnic minority people who is the owner uh, of the elephant and then third character, supportive character. We could see that it was a very peaceful time for us that they they are trying to build a coexistence between uh, the the people animal which uh, symbolized uh, the which was symbolized by elephant people elephant and then nature in a small community that's very very peaceful place and then we really want to share uh, every time we go there we we are so excited but at the same time peacefulness so this kind of scene we you will see and then you will explore with our movie what is the the main issue which is uh, global issues of nature destruction co so i'd like to, yeah you know mieko i co i'd like to hear some things that you think that would surprise the viewer too but mieko i have to reflect on what you said and that image of seeing we can all potentially picture camels walking in the desert and seeing elephants walking through um in such a manner uh, you've really painted that picture for us and it also sounds like there's quite a lot of other emotion that's being ev evoked through the storytelling so um we can either talk about that now or co if you have something else that's surprising maybe we can talk about that and we can definitely talk about the emotion and the cinematography in a moment co um what are your thoughts yeah um this, this is a this is a difficult question precisely because there were so many surprising things as mm -hmm. you know we were filming uh it was as if there was always a surprise mm -hmm. and i would say because i you know i also don't want to surprise the spoil the surprise for, for right. <laughs> <laughs> i would i would say i would try to, i'm going to try to answer this vaguely to keep the surprise um but i would say it's it's really the sort of interconnectedness of the issues that you would think are quite far apart, quite isolated, but you know it's not a surprise that you know this is this is an absolutely we live in an absolutely interdependent, interconnected world. So you know as long as you try to to follow the trail, you're going to lead. You know one issue is going to lead to something else, and but then the question is how does that what what does that trail look like? Uh, and in our case, I think I really, it really is about how the exploitation of animals, the exploitation of people, and the exploitation of nature is really interrelated. And then I think yeah, the surprising element is that, of course, we tend to look at these issues from a unidimensional perspective. We forget to uh, include other issues when we look at one issue. Um, and so seeing those sort of relations, that connection, um, I think will su really surprise our viewers. And then what we really hope for our film, our main hope is that, you know, we can uh, tell people about the issue here in Thailand and, and hopefully inspire people to think, okay, okay, we have to think a lot more systemically. Um, yeah. 
I would say that that's that's my answer for this. I'm I'm so glad that you did not spoil um, the the movie, but instead enticed us. And um, just to remind our viewers, or excuse me, our listeners who will become viewers of this movie, Asian Elephants movie on Instagram, you can see some of the photos uh, that were taken as part of filming the movie. You'll see elephants and some of the other still light, still captures of the cinematography. Mieko, um, share a little bit more. Yeah. And then also, uh, um, I have uh, I have to mention that you will see I, as co. I cannot tell everything clearly because it, it should be supplies, But you can see, uh, or I can say my uh, my experience. It will be better as we are filming long term. I we 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 saw how elephant would be cha- can be changed when they are uh, they are living in a free life because we filmed before, after, and then we observed maybe more than one year. And then I was quite surprised. Oh, it's, it's like us, you know, if we are, if we are captured and then we have like a, a, the pandemic situation, we could not access. And then we, 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 we are, our freedom was taken. It's the same. I, I realized this is the same because we, we, we don't have any, uh, free access and then we had to stay but after that we are happy and then we can see how we we need this kind of freedom and then i saw in a long time more than one year and then we carry on film how elephant change before and then after they get the freedom that you can see in our in our movie and then also we will post uh this short clip on our uh, crowdfunding. So please, please have a look. Yeah, that's, it's a great point where we have a few more minutes to continue talking about the movie, but it's very important to remind folks that check out the crowdfunding site, um, through unspoken souls, movie.com or Instagram, Asian elephants movie. Um, because you can, again, maybe even, and those of us that have been following Leck and following some of the transformation you mentioned the elephants and what how they transform from captivity to to freedom, even if they're um, in, when they're in sanctuary. There's also mindset shifts of the the people. There's mindset shifts of the mahouts, and so there's a lot of depth to the movie that those. Um, if you're listening, it's really worth checking out and supporting the film because it's a story of humanity and this interconnectedness of elephants, animals people and nature. So I think that's incredible. Talk a little bit um, before we before we go and uh, talk about the cinematography. I'm imagining what I see on Instagram and I'm imagining, you know, these beautiful elephants when they've been freed. Um, I'm imagining wonderful relationships that Lek has. Uh, did you have an opportunity to get close to the elephants? Um, talk about the cinematography a little bit as well. Uh, yeah, that is maybe me. I have to talk. Um, yeah, as we often go, not like uh, jumping uh, um, the a certain time and to film. It's not our style. So then, the very exciting things is this is. I think this is our advantage and the privilege. Some of them already they recognize us, and then we usually yes, usually we must not close too much. But they came to us, and then some of elephant. Oh, you know, her name is Jenny. 
at the Elephant Nature Park, Jenny always recognized me. And then um, Jenny, when she find myself and uh, the, me, and then she comes to me, if I say, hi, Jenny, and then Jenny come to me. And then, so then we try, and then I feel I have a special, how can I say, uh, the interconnection with her beyond the language. And then I felt Jenny used to work in a, the, in a captive it, it, before, she, she had a very uh, hard life, but she accept us, human. She was exploited by human, but she accept us. And then she just stand um, next to me, and then I could see her skin and then her eye, so beautiful eye. And then that's, we really, so then we have a close and then up, and then also the four season and then season of dry season and then uh, rainy season. So we try to capture this kind of, you know, nature and then elephant and then also uh, long shot and many things. So so we really want to deliver this to the elephant lovers. And then I really want to share the, the feeling. Even though you are living in a big city, New York, London, you can feel, you can explore like a, a travel trip. Yeah, uh, I just want to add to this, I think, as someone who lived in in uh, several big mega cities uh, in different continents, I think the best way to describe the cinematography is that it really takes people who are used to the city, who are used to a very urban life, to a really a different world where you know, of course, nature visually is is a constant character within our film you will see nature in various states of absolute vitality, but also in, in its absolute devastation. Yeah. Uh, so it captures both sides of, of, of the reality that we have to accept. But the way I think that is captured is that it, 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 it's, it's to the local perspective. So we really have the beautiful shots of rice farms and uh, current indigenous groups uh, you know, harvesting the rice during, during actually around this time. Uh, we did, a lot of them already harvested their rice already uh, this month. Or, you know, if it's the planting season, then you see them planting these rice. And, of course, in the backdrop, you have these beautiful elephants swarming <laughs> around. Um, and just really amazing and spectacular and really unique, uh, I guess, you know, sites that, that you really wouldn't see if you're in the city and, and if you're not in Southeast Asia, if you're not in anywhere where there's elephants and anywhere where, yeah, nature is yet to be devastated. And so I think in that sense, it really, it really will take viewers into a whole different world visually. Uh, and we really, that's, that was, that's also our goal, to bring our viewers as close as they can to the location, to where the story is at, to where the exploitation is taking place, but also where there is still hope. Um, so that's, yeah, I think the, the cinematography, uh, we have a lot of confidence in that. I can say that. I, I was going to say, it sounds like that you're bringing us as close as possible to what you experienced, which was actually being there intentionally. You've intentionally made the cinematography showing everything, um, the seasons, the the folks with the, with the rice, the elephants. That sounds just 
so spectacular and again so intentional that you are bringing that to the viewer to be able to experience and you haven't you haven't taken away any surprises i think you've enticed me more to want to see this movie and i'm extremely eager when it comes out but it sounds like the crowdfunding which begins november 16th uh you will be sharing some clips um and it's and as always on instagram folks listening you can see asian elephants movie on instagram you can see some of the the footage and um and photos before we go, uh, Mieko Ko, what would you like to say to listeners about the upcoming crowdfunding and about how you feel about this film? Yeah. Um, so, so we've been in production for over a year now, and we are roughly 50, 60% done with filming. Uh, and it seems as as we keep, you know, keep on filming, we're like, okay, we have to extend it a little bit more. But we are going to set a deadline. And uh, we hope to to bring the film to the world early 2024. So post-production, we will enter next year. Uh, but of course, to be able to complete this film, we need the uh, budget, we need the funds to be able to keep on producing and then to keep on going to post-production as smoothly as possible. Uh, and we're roughly, we've roughly secured almost 50% of our budget ourselves through self-investments and also two rounds of crowdfunding in Japan. So we've already, uh, we've been fortunate enough to get, gain the support of people back in Japan through our network. Uh, but of course, to, to be able to deliver this, uh, and we really do want to deliver this, uh, we need the help of um, our supporters. We need the help of anyone who's interested. We need the help of, of people who love elephants, who love animals, who love nature to contribute to our film. And of course, we would appreciate any amount. And uh, Roshana, as you said, uh, it starts on November 16th and we'll be running the campaign until uh, the 25th. Uh, and the goal is $70,000. $70,000 and we can safely deliver this film um so yes any contribution that anyone can make it really is appreciated and uh on the crowdfunding page we will be sharing uh the trailer our newest trailer uh also a as Mieko said uh a rescue video so the before and after video of uh a very popular baby elephant chaba and her mother bunma and also a message from us of course and also kunlek like tyler herself uh, so please do check out our Instagram page at Asian Elephant Movie and our, our website unspokensoulsmovie.com. Um, and we really, again, we really do want to bring this film and any support in just even just spreading the word is really appreciated. Mm. Can I can I say one thing? Yeah, co talk about uh, the Indiegogo crowdfunding everything. So then, but as the movie, we need to spend more time. And then what we want to, um, the, uh, the, how can I say, access to you is uh, we really want to, during you, you would wait, um, we really want to update uh, what, where we are now and then how is the film production going and then through our website and then through our Instagram and then through our um, the social media. So then please visit, so that's, you will see. Um, uh, okay, this movie is going on this, uh, uh, the, uh, where they are, and then all nearly comes, and then any anything we are, we really would like to share because our mission, how can I say, I, I, I feel this is our mission to deliver this, to, to 
and then with the story, but to to raise awareness of the the, the pe people viewers uh, beyond the nationality about the issues because um the animal and the people and nature, especially nature, is really our global issues. So I really would like to deliver this and then l let you think that's how can we do? That's the that that's what we really want. So please um they join our group and then support us. That's the it's very, very helpful for us to deliver you. And then I want to deliver the as much as uh, the people as much as possible. It's an extremely timely topic, the, the focus on nature as a global issue. Um, speaking of global, I would like to say on your behalf, folks listening, there is a tremendous amount of international interest in this film, uh, not just in Asia, certainly in Asia, um, but all over the world. People are really excited about this. So as Mieko said, when you join the crowdfunding, you'll get updates regularly and um, Ko, you mentioning Baby Shaba and Bunma, her mom, uh, absolutely have stolen so many of our hearts, those two elephants, um, and seeing Baby Shaba grow has just been such a joy. So it really is a treat for us to be able to peek into their world through this film that you're making. So all the best luck to you as you kick off crowdfunding. Those listening, once again, Asian Elephants uh, Asian Elephants Movie on Instagram and unspokensoulsmovie.com for all the information. Ko, Mieko, thank you both so much for taking time to share. And we can't, we hopefully we can have you back as well on the show and you can give us another update. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Next absolutely. Year. We would be, yeah, we will, it would be a pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, the, it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's very exciting to talk to you and then uh, to the people. Thank you so much. Thank you.